What's up, guys? We are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, where we talk real life motorbikes, <laughs> if you guys heard that in the background. Uh, real life, real experiences, and occasionally real estate. Um, got a special guest on here today that I'm pretty pumped about. This one's been a long time in the making, for sure, because you guys started your podcast around the same time, I think, that we started this. Yes. Probably before us. I think it was just before, actually. Yeah. That was one of the things, actually, that spurred us to start this. Yeah. Jason was like, hey, dude, do you remember... Ritz, he started a podcast. Yeah. And we're like, we should do a podcast still. Yeah. Those old teachers. Ritz and Fontana. Yeah. 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 So watch you introduce yourself here. And uh, I mean, obviously we know you, but and most of the people watching probably will. Yeah. Know. Well, first of all, thank you guys for, for having me on. Um, my name is Jeremy Ritz. And uh, the way that I know these two esteemed gentlemen is uh, I was a teacher right up the road here, Bohemia Manor High School, um, English teacher. And uh, I guess that's where connected with you guys For and sure. that's where my whole journey started as a high school english teacher to principal to now uh trader of, of the the stock market that's incredible man <laughs> i love it the first thing i said to him was how do you like your new life and yeah. You, yeah. you just get lit up man and it was it was cool to see um because watching from afar it's like it is a whole new life for you it seems like uh it's a uh, night and day difference uh from you know what i was doing Really, just over a year and a half ago, I was high school principal, uh, seven years, um, right right up in Pennsylvania, and, um, you know, very structured, long days. Uh, you're responsible for, I think we had close to about 1,500 students, uh, over 130 staff members. You, you answer to the community, lots mm-hmm. of pressure. Uh, small town, so you're under a microscope. Um, great kids, great community, uh, but just... Schools are a lot different from when you guys were students, when, when I was a student, um, and just really struck a lot of structure, a lot of bureaucracy uh, to where now I don't have a boss. Yep. My wife is my boss. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I'm basically unemployable at this point. I, I can never work for someone. I love it. I love yeah. it. I mean, I work for a broker. You work for a mortgage company, but I don't really consider myself employed by that person per se i could never i could i I feel the same way yeah as far as like somebody who's going to tell me i have to show up at a certain place for a certain amount of time that will never happen again yes (laughs) (laughs) amen amen (laughs) that's why this is going to be such a good one because that that's been a common theme in our our podcast has always been um breaking that limiting belief of of a salary is what you need and a pension or a retirement plan or a 401k and uh, and that's exactly what you know what you're living now. Yeah, is you know breaking free of uh, you know you called the golden handcuffs, the golden, golden handcuffs. Yeah, the nice salary, teacher's pension, whatever it is, mm-hmm. and just kind of seeing that there's another side of that. So our goal, I think, is just to show other people that there's there is another way out there. You don't have to necessarily have a boss mm-hmm. or all of these other things that we. You know, it's ingrained in us too. You know, that's the yeah. other thing is like we went through the same school system. We yeah. kind of thought the same things. You know, I don't know about your parents. My parents worked. You know, oh yeah, Dupont for my dad, and my mom was a nurse for ever. And uh, it's hard to break free from that. So it's cool yeah. to introduce them to an alternate way of thinking about things. Yeah, and and to be clear, I'm not in any way, shape, or form uh, criticizing the W two arena because you know it's it's good work. Yeah, uh, that's out there. Uh, just for me, and I'm sure for, for you guys as well, that freedom 
you know, the ability to choose and kind of set your own course. I think there's, you know, it's not for everybody, but, uh, you know, I think it's the path that we've all chosen. Yeah, for sure. I mean, there's, there's definitely something to be said about having the ability to run your own life. And mm-hmm. like you said, that's not for everybody, Yeah, but I think it's for us. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. <laughs> I know it's for me. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because the mortgage business obviously lately has not been the same as it was the past couple of years. And, you know, I unfortunately have friends that are like, you know, I got to I gotta start applying for jobs and, and looking for jobs. And I'm like, do what you got to do. I, I don't, you know, again, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> like, I'll go to zero before I'm not yeah. doing it. I, I'm not doing the whole, like, show up at a certain time, work your 40 hours a week, and yeah. then you know, ask when you could take, uh, you know, breaks. I know it's not like that, but you know, in my mind, I have to make it that. So I'm like, no options mentality. Like yeah, I'm going to make yeah. this work in some way, shape or form. So, um, what does your typical day to day look like now? Yeah. So, um, it's, it's an awesome day to day. So <laughs> I'll, I'll just go through today for, for instance. So, um, and here's a little story. This is, this is something that in the fall when school starts back up, the, the, the school bus for my kids' school district, which is right next to the school district where I work, the, the high school bus comes at 640. And I knew I was running behind for work if I didn't get out the door before the bus. So now, yeah, maybe I'm rolling out of bed at 640 and I hear that bus. I'm like, have a good day. Have a good day. So it typically, the, the, the kids will get up and come uh, wake my wife and I up. It's typically my youngest, my, my three-year-old. And then... Uh, from there, just kind of, you know, slowly going into the morning, getting breakfast ready, uh, eating breakfast, maybe watching some cartoons or just, just talking. Um, and then the, the morning routine, getting the kids ready for, for school, uh, which to me, I never, you know, the, the whole seven years I was principal, I couldn't do any of that. So to me, like right. a lot of people are thinking, oh, making your kids brush their teeth or blow their nose or pee or put their, like, I, I love it. <laughs> yeah. You know? And, um, and then from there, just getting them ready for school. And then we drive the kids uh, to school in the morning, so that's nice to spend a little bit of time. And then they ride the bus home, so, you know, uh, you know get that little break from there. Um, and then, then once, once I come back, um, I'm starting to do pre-market studies. So I am a trader of the markets. Uh, stock market, I don't trade crypto yet. Uh, eventually, I could see myself getting into it. But Doing things like pre-market analysis, looking at charts, uh, determining, okay, I have a setup here on Apple or Tesla. I'm watching this. If it meets my criteria, I'll trade it. Uh, and like I was telling Casey uh, earlier today, I traded for maybe an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. was done, made my profit. I'm good. And right. so then from there, I did some uh, lessons with my youngest son who starts preschool next week. Got my workout in. Uh, I lifted and ran. Uh, worked on some of the other podcasts that I do. Um, did two coaching sessions because I do coach um, for, for trading, helping people learn how to trade. Um, hung out with my wife and kid a little bit longer. Did some work around the house and just and I drove down here. To see then you came down here. Yeah. yeah. Man. Love that. <clears throat> I remember the first, uh, the first morning that I spent after I left my job at the insurance company. Uh, the first morning I spent with my wife and daughter at the time. My son wasn't born just having breakfast with her and like being there to experience that. Yeah. And then was like, I don't have to be at work. Like, I mean, I can show up, you know, nine 30 if I need to, or 10 o'clock, but I got to have breakfast with her. And I yeah. remember like the feeling of 
dude, this is, there's more to life, yeah, man. Yeah. It's out there. And oh, I, yeah. I didn't yeah. even... What was that like um, without obviously throwing anybody under the bus or anything like that? But like, what drove you to finally make that decision that like, I, I either, either I can't do this anymore or this is what I want to do instead. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, I could remember clearly just, you know, you have one kid and you're working, you know, 13, 14, 16 hour days, weekends, you can manage it a little bit better, but then you have the second kid and the third kid, then, you know, you really start to have, you've got to reevaluate your values and what's Mm -hmm. important to you. And I think what had happened is when I started down this road in administration, you know, being an assistant principal, principal, it made sense because I didn't have fatherly responsibility responsibilities. Um, you know, my wife and I were just getting started. Uh, but you know, as you bring more kids into the mix, your, your presence is much more needed. Sure. And I felt basically like I was gone all the time. Mm -hmm. I, I saw the kids in the morning for a little bit and a little bit when I came home and on the weekends. And, uh, you know, I had this moment where my oldest had karate and I was never able to go. And I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like right. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm making a nice salary. My final salary, I'll be transparent, was $157,000. And I say that because what's available through the markets just way more, way more. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I want to encourage people, don't be afraid of the markets. Right. But it, the, the pain of being away from my family became too much to the point where I had to make a change. So it really, the work was great. You're helping kids, but it's, I was doing more for other people's kids than I was my own. And I couldn't look myself in the face anymore. So it was, you know, and you, and I did a lot of like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to do this, that I'm going to start my own this, that. And it was like, all right, dude, like, Put up your Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're just talking a bunch of nonsense. So, well, and how many people told you you were crazy? <laughs> people still tell me I'm crazy. <laughs> it's like if you tell them that you're trading the markets, you're like, oh well, the market. Like last year, we were, uh, 2022 was a bear market. <clears throat> um, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you're probably losing all your money. Well, <laughs> it's like you can make money when the market goes down. It's called a short. Yeah. So you know, really, trading is recession proof, but. You know, I've kind of got looks like that my whole life because I've always tried to do, like, I don't do anything in moderation, like I told you guys just before. Like, I have five degrees, which a lot good that didn't Mm. mean. Yeah. Um, But I always do things, like, in excess. I've got to, like, with trading, like, I want to be the best. Um, And I believe in myself. So people were saying, oh, it's so hard. 95% of people felt trading. It's like, okay, well, that's I'm not 95%. Yeah. Like yeah. and it's it's almost like motivation like all right, I'll show you. And and I meant to ask you this earlier but I think I I can tie it in now. So I always felt that you also did things as one of my teachers. You taught I forget what year it was. It, I don't know if it was 10th, 11th or 12th, but 11th I was grade. in it was 11th grade. grade. Yep. So I was in Ritz's it was probably in honors English or something like yep. that. Mm-hmm. And I always felt that you did things a little bit differently. And one of the things that you did differently oh, was geez. it was it was it was it you were I, I I get it confused. You were Petrina. Were you a big three eleven fan? Uh, th- yeah, that was it my was band. you. It was you. Yep. 
Okay, so you would put on like a 311 song, mm-hmm. and you'd have us <laughs> write something. Analyze the lyrics. <laughs> Analyze the lyrics. Yeah. And so like that was one of the things that I was like, no other teacher's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, and I, yeah. I was like, I'd never heard of 311. So that, that was one of my questions. Do you still live to, do you still listen to 311? Are they still your band? I, I still listen to them. They're all about positivity and being a good human being. So yes, they're yeah. still, and they're, they're like almost in their 60s now. No which way. Which is crazy. Yeah. But I always thought that was cool. I'm like, you know, when I, at least when I come into this guy's class, not only, you know, do I know he knows what he's talking about and we're getting steered correctly as humans and he's teaching us all the right stuff, but like he's doing things a little bit different. Whereas like, you know, walking into any other English class, what really are you going to get? You know, that guy, and yeah. I don't mean that in, in a bad way, but yeah. you get, I mean, there's, there's usually like a, you know, it takes back. Yeah, and I and I, that was something that was like different right away. I'm like, oh, this guy's this yeah. guy's a little different. I would uh, I would take songs, yeah, and and type out the lyrics because we would do things where you had to learn like vocabulary words or the tone of this sentence. So I was like, you know what, music communicates a lot of emotion. Yep, it's an easy way to introduce the concept that you can analyze these things that would make it fun and <clears throat> it's probably selfish because I just wanted to listen to the song. <laughs> yeah. but, but at the same time, I mean, like. Yeah, you were talking about how you do things like all in, and you know my kind of thought process was like you were a little bit different than most of the people in your profession, which I think is a good thing. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of one of those people, I think like we all are, that tend to go against the grain, yeah. and we get a lot of those like, hey, are you, are you leaving your hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollar job? What are you crazy? Yeah, you got three kids at home. Yeah. How are you going to pay for insurance? Uh, are you this? This is a selfish decision. What do you know about the markets? You don't have any background in the right. financial world. Yeah, you know, it's irresponsible. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, you. But it's almost like the analogy that I can use is you burn all the bridges, and you've got a gun to your head, and you you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have you have to you have to make it work. And not saying that it was easy. There were some scary moments, yeah. but. You know, you're not. You're never going to know what you're capable of doing unless you take risks like that. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Agree. I know you're a big sports fan. Did you play sports? Yes, I was a uh, uh, football player, um, all conference, Central Conference, <laughs> yeah. back in uh, Western Pennsylvania. I was back uh, in o, back in. Back o, o, <laughs> I, I can throw football over the mountain. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I was an offensive lineman, so I was, was uh, bigger guy. I was a center. Okay. And a defensive end, hmm. and I was a better offensive lineman than I was a, mm-hmm. a defensive ball player. But I love the, uh, I love to put together scouting reports. Our coaches would never put together scouting reports. Wow. I would break down film. I'd have the tendencies set up for the defense. I knew who to block. <clears throat> so I always had this obsession with preparation. Mm-hmm. Whatever it was I was going to do, like I would, I would know the the game plan, the plan of attack. Uh, if really carried that over in the teaching yeah when i was a principal and even now it's trading i always have a plan yeah um, and that's kind of what i was you know looking to ask is um <clears throat> you know how do you think you know sports and you already answered it but how do you think sports kind of prepared you for what you're doing now because i see a lot of parallels in what just being uh you know whatever you want to call it commission-based or um you know performance-based income it's it's a lot like sports in that you do fail quite a bit Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you get uh, knocked down quite a bit, mm-hmm. and it's like, how do you respond? Yeah. But then also, how, what else can you translate? So being prepared, yeah. I mean, obviously, what you do now, like that's if you're not prepared, what, you're just throwing darts at a board. Oh, you're gonna get crushed. Yeah. yeah. The market will take your money, smack you, and 
send you on your merry way. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely preparation is key. Um, but I think also too, I can remember just starting out playing football uh, freshman year, sophomore year, and my brother played and his older buddies, and they were massive, mm-hmm. and I was a short, fat, like. Just I cannot picture that. Oh, yeah. man, I, I cannot was. picture that. And I remember just getting destroyed, like crushed, uh, that first year. And it's you're, you're right. Sports is an analogy for life and what you learn. Like you might get destroyed, beat up, but if you stick with it, and not that I was ever like crazy good, but I was decent. Mm-hmm. You know, you can get to the point where you can, hey, you can be serviceable. Yeah, you but know? you have to suck first. Oh, you have usually to suck. you have to suck yeah. first. Yes, in order to be great at something, and then, and myself included. But so many people will try something, be not good at it, and yeah. they're like, oh, that's it. I'm but you guys it. were yeah. phenomenal high school athletes. <laughs> just for the record, I can't take the phenomenal uh, <laughs> title, but uh, we were serviceable too. Yeah, <laughs> Casey far more serviceable than me. Yeah, I but, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I just still, I think the, uh, you know, as good as anybody can be talent, talent-wise, it's like it still comes back to all the other things, you know, mm-hmm. like mindset. Yeah, like absolutely. Yogi Berra said, like, you know, baseball is 90% metal. The other half is physical. <laughs> but, you know, it's like. The you great can make, Jason Yates, baseball is a very cerebral game. Yeah. <laughs> I think he stole that from my dad. He probably did. <laughs> but, uh yeah, it's like it, the mental side of it is so uh, so important, and that yeah. that is really, I think, what carries forward. And you see these like great athletes, the mentality, the being able to get back up, the um, the preparation. Like, think of a guy like Kobe, who, yeah, stud, absolute uh, monster, like great physically, but his mental game was like even better. Yeah, I got yeah, no, a breathing good, alarm going off it's here. All it's all right. it's if, funny. We, if we wouldn't have been a half hour late for this podcast, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's my fault. It's funny you bring up Kobe because I just saw this video the other day on Instagram or something where he's talking about, you know, most people get up at 630. And I know I told you, like, ease into my day now. Yeah. But I do have a regimen where, you know, a lot of the time during the week, you know, and I'm not saying I'm Kobe, but Kobe says, you know, I get up at four, I do my first workout and then eight, I'm doing another workout. And then at 12 and he's like, by the time somebody's getting up and putting in their work, I've already got two workouts. in." he's like, compound that over years and oh years gosh, and years. Man. I'm here and everybody else is, they'll never catch me. You can't never. catch me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's like those types of human beings are so inspiring to me. They just have like that desire to, too. you know, just get after it. Yeah. So did when you started trading, what was what was that like? I mean, what did you have like a couple oh shit moments? Like uh, oh, maybe I made the wrong couple, yeah. <laughs> lots, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know, very stupid. I started trading real money right away, uh, which would I would never advise anybody to do. Now I do coach people who uh, begin, you know, just beginning their trading journey. But I had the Robinhood app on my phone, mm-hmm. and as I was studying and learning, I was still principal at that time. And um, really, the the thing that got me believing was um, I had set up a trade on my phone, and I was somewhere, and uh, it was on Snapchat, <clears throat> and I actually had like a little break in the summer at school, mm-hmm. uh, and I made two hundred and eighty four dollars in like three minutes, and I was like, holy smokes like what in the world just happened call my wife i'm like you're never gonna believe this made 284 dollars on snapchat then i called my good friend edmund fontana who 
you know, help me uh, teach your bow. Yeah. Um, I was like, dude, 284, like, I can't believe this. So that was the first moment where I was like, wow, this is real, mm-hmm. like in a short period of time. And I just kept, I kept, and even to this day, I asked myself, all right, you did this just in like, that was like within four weeks. Like, what's, what are you going to do in a year mm-hmm. or two years from now? But then you also have the moments where, you know, you lose $7,000 on NVIDIA mm. uh, when you're trying to short it and you think um, you put protective sp- stops in your trades to pre- prevent them from, like, going against you, you know. And I took my stop loss out, and then $7,000 later, hmm. uh, you know. And yeah. early on when you're, you're starting this and you lose $7,000, you're like. That hurts. Yeah. Mm. But <clears throat> what I could say is going through those things, like we're talking about sports and getting knocked down and sucking, mm-hmm. like that. if that loss would have never happened, like I would have never had some of the wins that I've had that are exponentially bigger than That is so that true, loss. man. Yeah. That is so true. And like across the board in life. Yeah. If that bad thing, insert whatever that is, mm-hmm. never yeah. happened. Probably a lot of the good stuff that happened afterwards would have never happened. Yeah, yeah nothing's lost. You know, all of your experiences you have in any way, shape, or form, like, you're not losing anything. I forget who I was talking to recently, and they were like, you know, it sucks that you had to go through this. I'm like, yeah, but that's all part of it, you know? Mm-hmm. If you yeah. didn't go through this, then you don't have the perspective going forward or, or anything to be able to, to get better from it. Well, um, and that perspective piece is key, too, because <clears throat> one of my coaches, mentors – uh, said to me, he's like, if the only thing that you lost this year is money and it wasn't a friendship or a relationship mm. or someone close or to you. loved one, yeah. yeah. Then you're blessed. Life's good. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I th- that perspective is I love it. critical. And so what do you do now? So obviously you trade um, during the day, mm-hmm. right? That's your, your job. We'll yeah, call it's it a my job. job, yeah. Um, but Press the button. Yeah. <laughs> what is, uh, aside from that, you also coach people. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about that and then also the event you have coming up. Yeah, yeah. So I work with uh, aspiring traders, so people who have absolutely no knowledge of the markets but want to learn. Um, yeah. <laughs> we work no. with intermediate traders who have some knowledge or even traders who've been trading for an extended period of time but haven't been profitable. Because there's a difference between trading and actually being profitable trading. Mm-hmm. And essentially, it's teaching people a system, uh, a strategy of what to follow. But, but really, in trading, if you're not disciplined and you don't follow a rules-based plan and you don't have stop losses in place like I was mm-hmm. talking about earlier, then you're, you're gambling. Uh, and a lot of people compare trading to gambling. It's gambling if you don't have a set of rules mm-hmm. and you're just throwing money out there. You have to protect your risk and capital. And that's... Really, what what we do is try to teach a system how to protect your risk capital, how to be conservative, and how to go slow. Because trading is not a get-rich-quick scheme. It's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely not. It's something that if you dedicate and devote yourself to it over time, it can be very, very rewarding. Mm-hmm. So, so. You, so is, is what you're doing day trading? I Yes, I'm a day trader. Okay. Um, Cause I can like today I traded Netflix and the trade lasted about 18 minutes hmm. and then I was out of it and could have been done. But then I took a few more trades cause yeah. I had a hot hand today. Uh, but it's, it's day trading, but it's also swing trading, which is anything that lasts beyond a day. <clears throat> 
but now with what I know in terms of long-term investing, you know, the, the typical approach to that is you just, we're going to buy shares of something and hold it. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and you know, both of you working in the real estate profession, market cycles, you could buy something at X price and then five, year late, five years later, that price is down. You know, there are smarter ways to do it and that's knowing where to buy it and then where to sell those shares. And then you just repeat that process, know where to buy it, know where to sell it. You want to talk about compounding your money uh, in, a, in a more acceler- accelerated way. Um, you know, so that's that's all tied into mm-hmm. it. So it, it's, a, it's a balance of day trading, swing trading, investing. Uh, with what I know now, I, I don't have any retirement accounts mm-hmm. with anybody because I don't trust anybody <laughs> to manage my money like I do. So... Um, and when you got into this, I know I'm jumping around, you had no knowledge of trading. Zero. Okay. So I used to, uh, now I will say this, I used to buy shares. Uh, so if I had some money, I would be like, all right, I'm going to buy, I got this money for my kids, I'm going to buy five shares of Apple. And I would just accumulate shares. I, I didn't know what I was doing. Right. Um, but people said buy stocks, so I did. Yeah, that's like another one of those things that we get programmed with, right, is like, you know, buy yeah, like you said, buy buy stocks or buy uh, mutual funds or buy whatever. Or yeah. Put your money with, you know, with someone and they'll take care of it. Or put your money in a four hundred one k. Yeah. And it's like if you don't ever stop and get the knowledge behind what's going on there, that's gambling too. Because oh, we don't sure. yeah, yeah. we don't know. I don't even know what you know fees I pay for some of the accounts I have and like. I should know that. Like, this is important. Uh, this is my money that I put yeah. in there. You know what I mean? There's probably it's probably a lot of people would be floored to know how much they're paying someone to passively manage your money. And what I mean by that is there's not a lot of analysis that's going into it. It's like, okay, this every so many months or every month I'm purchasing X number of shares of this fund Mm -hmm. and then it sits. And then, you know, so I would encourage, I think everybody should at least, know enough to invest their money long term mm-hmm. and it's here's the other thing is the financial markets it's presented in a way to make people think it's too complicated 100%. to understand right. that's what i've yeah, always yeah, thought yeah yeah that you need to be like a, a an ivy leaguer or part of the elite i was an english teacher mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and i can't even talk right <laughs> <laughs> so i've never been a math guy but it's it's just pattern recognition it's it's basics it's nothing more than second grade math I think that's the, the, the thing also, math guy. People think, oh, mm-hmm. I, I got to be a math person in order to, to trade. Stocks. No, no. Um, it's addition, division, multiplication, subtraction. That's it. That's what I do mm-hmm. every day. Hmm. It's another one of those things I feel like that is kind of hidden from the general population. There's a theme there. For yeah. Sure. I mean, the same thing with you know real estate investing and all that. Like, you know, there, you see people that are very well off that have a lot of whatever, maybe they do know the stock market or they have real estate, but then like the average person feels like, you know, we're told things like you don't want rental properties because you know, you have to manage them. You have to manage them and, you know, unclog toilets at night. Like it's just not true, but yeah. that's the message that somebody had one point pushed out on and us. still says to us all the time. Yeah. Like when we talk about it, Oh, you don't want to do that. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> we get that all the time. Yeah. Um, I think there's something to be said for that. So, 
And then the event you have coming up. So what, is, what are you going to be covering on there? Yeah. When is it and how can people get? Yeah. So one thing that we do. So every quarter we do, uh, it's called a boot camp. Um, <clears throat> it's the Replace Your Dollar Boot Camp. This is 3.0, iteration 3.0, uh, third time doing this. And basically what, what I'm doing is over a period of four days, September 25th through the 28th, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern time, we're starting. Uh, I'm teaching the fundamentals and essentials of trading and investing. So basics of charts. You mm-hmm. have to be able to read a candlestick chart, mm-hmm. which is just um, – it, it's a, a candlestick is – it's what it sounds like. Yeah. There's four pieces of information there. It's the, the high, the low, the open, the close, and then how to read that to know how to get into trades, how to protect your risk. I walk you through, you know, my story, how I left behind my job, how I replaced my, uh, my salary. I show my trades um, and really just share the, the basics that if you go through this training that you could at least do some basic long-term investing. Gotcha. Um, and as part of it, we're giving giving away $150,000 of funded accounts. Mm. So this is other people's money that you could trade with because <clears throat> one of the biggest factors for people who want to start out trading is, oh, I don't have the capital to do this. Well, we have money that we provide that once um, you know, aspiring traders pass an evaluation, they grow an account by 10%. Let's say it's a $50,000 account. Grow by five thousand. The money becomes alive. At the end of the month, we pay out seventy five percent of that. We keep twenty five percent, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a great way to get started. So you're not like I was an idiot trading your own <laughs> money when you don't, you know, know what you're doing. Yeah, so, yeah. it's a nice feature. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah I definitely. Um, I'm committed to coming to. I don't know if I can make that one because we'll be away. I think. I have to check the dates, but if it not, be, this one, the next it, one. For it'll sure. be recorded and on our YouTube channel. So okay, can, awesome. Yeah, I you love can that. Check it out. I'm definitely going to be uh, be tuning in because I'm curious too. Like I said, I have accounts, and uh, you know, I don't really know what's going on with some of them. To be honest with you, I have and, lost a shit ton of money in crypto. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like a lot of money <laughs> in crypto. So like, I'm definitely hesitant, but I, but that's also again one of those things where it's like. I'm anxious. I'm eager to learn from that loss. And let, let me throw this out here too. So here's another thing. If you, cause a lot of people probably do right now own shares mm-hmm. of, of a stock, right? Let's, and people are building long-term portfolios. If you're in control of that and you, if you have at least 100 shares of whatever, Apple, Microsoft, Tesla, you can do, uh, you can sell what are known as covered calls, which is basically stock insurance, to where you can passively generate each month income that basically you're getting paid to own the stock. Hmm. So, you know, it's not going to be a massive amount, but these are small things. If you're in charge of your own money and you're doing your investing and you know that you want to own Apple long term and you're trying to build your account, let's say you sell those calls and you have enough shares, you bring in $400 a month on those calls, 400 times 12. It's far four, more than that money sitting in your checking account. Yeah, 4,800. And let's say that you do that over a period of 10 years. And as a sh- uh, stocks and those shares increase in value and your covered call premium goes up, th- those are the things. When you start compounding those things, and, and, and it's simple. It, it might sound a little difficult, but, yeah. but I say say this to, to just show the, the potential of what's in the markets. If more people knew about it, it's 
Well, and that's insane. why more people don't know about it's it. A, yeah. yeah, they, they have um, to keep it a secret. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And that's well, the same. I'm, I'm 100% interested. Yeah. yeah. Same same here. Um, and what we were just explaining, it's kind of why I like real estate. Because it's like, well, if you buy a rental property and then uh, you make money when the tenant pays your rent above and beyond what your mortgage is. Mm-hmm. Like, and even if it's, a, like you said, $400 a month, right? So, like, you're not nobody's getting rich off of 400 bucks a yeah. month. But the thing is, that pays for... You know, maybe a car payment or maybe whatever. It's it's passive income that's coming in every month based on your investments. The flips, you know, the other side of that is the property goes up in value over time, just like stocks. You know, you're yep. hoping they go up in value, so you're getting a compounding effect there of uh, wealth generation. And somebody else is paying your mortgage. So mm-hmm. let me take it a step further, and I don't want to keep going down the rabbit hole. But then you could also do this. So let's say that you want to own, you you want to keep accumulating that position in Apple. You can also do what's known as selling puts, which is where you say, all right, I want to own 100 shares of Apple at X price. Someone will pay you a premium, and let's say it's $100, that if Apple gets to this price, then you have to buy the shares. But you wanted to buy them anyway. But you're also getting that $100 because you sold those puts. So you can sell puts, buy the shares, sell covered calls, now you have $500 a month. Mm. So then you have that, and then you have your rental property, you have that rental mm-hmm. income coming in, then you have your primary gig, and you have all these sources. I mean, that's how you build wealth. Yeah. You're just, you would talk about really being retired. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the thing. Like, all you know, the people that I think probably most of us uh, would look at and say, man, they're, they're wealthy or they're doing really well. Like, they have this stuff figured out. So it's our responsibility to figure out what it is yeah. for our families, you know, and, and to spread the word like you're doing with yeah. uh, doing the coaching. I think that's awesome because, you know, you're also very going to be very uh, positioned differently, I think, than a lot of investors because of your background, uh, because of your experiences. It's like we're not learning from, uh, you know, a Wall Street guy with yeah, a, a suit and tie on. Yeah. And that's like, important to me. Yeah, That's same. important to me. Yeah. I mean, you, yeah. This is how I show houses. <laughs> yeah. Like that, so like, uh, you know, you are who you are, right? Yeah, Rich trades, and he looks this like is, this. this. Cool, is it. that's my that's guy. It. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, it's so important, and that's, uh, you know, hey, this is the real deal, right? So we want to show like the real, the real person behind it. If you have to put on, um, you know, an act to uh, connect with people, then they might not be people you really want to connect with yeah. anyway. One hundred percent. But I think, uh, yeah, your experience and background is going to really go a long way, and you being able to present that to people that you know, you're relatable, you're a real person. So I think that's, um, it's going to help you all your experiences. Like we talked about, nothing's ever lost. So yeah. Awesome, what else is up? Bro, I'm, <laughs> I, I don't know. I got nothing. What are you doing now? You're training people left and right. Yeah. Yeah. Still training people over at, uh, at the village and just picked up probably three more clients just a few minutes. Well, I, about an hour or two ago. Yeah. You're looking pretty swole, dude. Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Thanks, yeah. And you posted like you're doing less physical activity now. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually probably work, like actually work out three, maybe four days a week. Maybe. Is, is it all nutrition right now that you're? Yeah. A lot gallon? of, yeah. I mean, I, I follow Paul Saladino. If you've ever heard of him, he's a animal based, you know, I, I mainly eat meat, eggs, yogurt, honey, fruit. fruit. That's it. 
Yeah. You sound like a bear. <laughs> dude, <laughs> I went to Sellersville Meat Market today for the first time. Oh, ever. yeah. We just oh, went down there not long gosh, ago. Dude, I was in heaven. What'd was you like, get? Did you get a 70-pound box I or a 40-pound box? didn't know that was a thing. Otherwise, I probably would. You get a 40-pound box of chicken breasts <laughs> yeah. that's like, you know, local. Yeah. I don't know if it's got hormones. Dude, I got it. It seems more natural to me. 10 pounds of New York Strip, and I bought all the Del Monaco steaks that I could see, and then I got... 10 individually wrapped two inch filet mignons and uh i gotta shout out my boy travis myers because i was texting him while i was down there and he was and charlie copeland they were two of the people that were like dude you've got to go you know charlie. travis uh, you know Bowman, charlie, charlie and travis. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. charlie yeah 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 so yeah. shout out southernsville meat market dude, I we've both, will, both been there i will be there frequently we might have to bring them on i have a connection actually cool i do, do i have it. a connection we'll bring them on um, yeah, we were chatting on Instagram and basically for the last 30 days, a buddy of mine's training for a sprint triathlon and he's like, I'm going to get my nutrition dialed in. I'm like, all right, I'll do it with you. So no drinking for me for the last 30 days. I've also been doing the same thing. So every morning is the same. I eat eggs. I eat, uh, uh, I can't even tell you now. I eat eggs, a protein shake and fruit mm-hmm. in the morning. Lunch is always like meat and Greek yogurt. And then dinner yeah. is usually like a meat. I do eat like rice and like quinoa, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then usually more Greek yogurt. And I have fruit with pretty much every meal. Dude, I've lost like seven pounds in a month. How do you feel? Feel great. Feel great. You're Absolutely awesome. great. And uh, I was telling you, it's kind of hard to overeat. Like, because that's my big problem is like when I'm uh, like, I'll overeat. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll eat like uh, a bunch of like ice cream or cake or something. And I eat a lot more calories than I need. With this way of eating, like I can eat really until I'm full yep. and don't want to eat anymore. Mm-hmm, for sure. And uh really leaned out in the past month so i think there's definitely something to it dude i have been to the real mccoy three times since saturday so <laughs> so you, 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 you ice cream yeah. dude yeah but yeah yeah i mean it's summertime and yeah you know, real mccoy is the it's best not only gonna be open until like like another week or two dang no yeah yeah because yeah, it usually closes we'll head there after, we'll head there after <laughs> we record <laughs> um yeah. so how do people uh get in touch with you for this this upcoming event like what's the easiest way to do yeah that? so uh easiest way is to you can hit me up via email jeremy ritz at replace your university yep. uh, dot com if you guys can throw that in the show notes yep, for sure. um maybe even put my my facebook profile up there okay. uh all my bow manor peeps out there yeah, yes love to uh connect with you guys um also we uh, mr fontana everybody out there <laughs> yes. from Bo. i was gonna say we had to yeah, yeah. we had to rope him around yeah we, he should have yeah, been here yeah, yeah he 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 was gonna be here but he, he uh he's got two kids as well mm-hmm. so he's busy uh being super dad um but he and i do podcast uh courage pays better than fear yeah. check that out maybe you guys can yeah. we want to have you guys on so yeah. i can't wait yeah. we got to step our our uh production game up because this <laughs> it sounds like are, your uh your <laughs> your setting is far better than ours though. <laughs> yeah <laughs> well we have the tree house so <laughs> that's what i mean yeah this this is a lot like a tree house it's elevated <laughs> this is the second floor of a pole barn <laughs> that was finished in like 1990 <laughs> that's kind of like a tree house kind of like an upgraded tree house <laughs> sure um we'll have to bring nick up too if you want to steal any of the, the technology yeah. stuff because we don't know what we're doing he would love to come up and see you guys for sure yeah that'd be awesome so shout out nick too because uh nick really if anyone's still listening at 39 minutes in (laughs) nick is like dude he he's a whiz with this stuff um he's a good dude too like he literally would drop what he's doing and come help someone and uh we really appreciate him so thanks nick appreciate you man he fixed my boat for me 
Dude, like he does literally. Yeah, literally, if I if like there was if I needed new carpet and he's never put carpet in, he'd be like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And there would be the best carpet you've ever seen in your life. Like versatility. Yeah. <laughs> Boats. Literally anything. He, he's a whiz. We went he from broken down, no boat, to he fixed it in like thirty seconds. Yeah. He's like, did you ever uh, did you replace this fuse? I'm like, Nick, I didn't didn't know there was a fuse there. He's like, <laughs> yeah. two seconds later it was fixed. He's like, yeah, you're good, man. Yep. So appreciate you, Nick. Um, I appreciate everyone out there. Hopefully this gives you all maybe just some perspective and just uh, you know confidence to learn more and be curious about what's out there. Um, you know, and just take that next step to whatever it is you really want because. It's you know it sounds like for you the the thing you were really kind of chasing with this like the money's great I'm sure but the freedom and the time with your family is like that was the motivating thing and that's that's yeah I mean that's there's all the things that I said that uh, I'm gonna wait till retirement like I wanted to start doing like uh, ultra marathons ultra races Ironmans uh, when I'm 52 and I retire then I could start doing yeah I don't, I don't have to wait anymore. And this dude's already, he did like a 30, he ran something crazy. You saw I that. I did the too. calendar club in yeah, January. Yeah, I was like, is, dude, you saw that. Yeah. He ran like, it was. We at, talked about that on the show. At one point, it was like 30 miles in a day. Yeah, that was well, 507 total miles in January. So it was like the day of the month. And I did the calendar club point three. So it was whatever day of the month, it was like 1.3, 2.3, 30.3, 31, like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was Could, not fun. Couldn't do that if and you were dry teaching. January, so that was like all <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, weren't weren't going to do that if you were still a principal. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> yeah, that no. wasn't going to work. I had to get my wife on board with that one because she was like, "Why do you have to do this?" Like, my wife says the same the thing like, all the time. Yeah. yeah, I'm like, it's just that's I it's don't know moderation. I don't know moderate. I struggle with moder- moderation. Yeah, which is, you know, again, not to drag this on, but the 75 hard thing for me was so important because of that. Yeah. Because I'm not like, a like, oh, just cut back for a month. I'm like, nah, it just it doesn't work for me. What works for me is like going all in yeah, and doing the, the 75 hard, like something like that calendar club. Like that's something I would latch on to. And uh, my wife would be like, why, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, just be normal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I don't, can't do that. Yeah. I don't know what normal is. Yeah. It's, uh, it's nice because she doesn't care. You know, it's not about the fitness. Yeah. Really, even for me, it's more of the mental thing. Yep. But you could put yourself through something like that, and yep. it just makes you feel unstoppable, I'm sure. Like, dude, if I can do this for 30 days straight, like, what? what, what? Well, yeah, and, and that's why, because Edmund was, uh, you know, he was on a lot of the the runs, and he was with me through that. But I kept telling him, like, if, if I do this to start out 2023, I'm like, I'm not going to face anything this year that I can't handle. Yeah. I mean that was that was the hardest month. Now I'm hopefully I'm not like setting myself up for yeah, something tomorrow. Yeah. But uh yeah, I mean doing doing hard stuff like that just makes makes whatever does come your way. It's mm-hmm. like all right, I I got this. Right. 100%. Yeah. Well, let's wrap it up, guys. Um, we appreciate you being on, coming down for the day. I appreciate it. Yeah, thank, thank you, you guys for having me on. i got to get you on, on our show. Yeah, let's do it. Let's jump in the treehouse. We'll yeah, definitely do that, do and then we'll post it on our uh, channel, too, if that's cool. We'll, that would be we'll awesome. repost it on there. Absolutely. But, um, yeah, guys, check out the uh, the event coming up. Uh, like I said, learn something new. I'm definitely going to be there. If not on this one, the next one for sure. I catch awesome. the recording, but yeah, love to support you with that. Peace out. See you. See you guys.